This is the EPLOG audio experience. 16th January was declared as National Startup Day to promote the entrepreneurial spirit of the country. But what is an entrepreneurial spirit? And is it only restricted to entrepreneurs? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. We have a very special guest on our show today. From being instrumental in taking the entrepreneurial spirit a notch higher in the nation, personally, he has been a resilient professional across his career spanning three decades. Let's welcome Mr. Ramanan Ramanathan, the first mission director of the Atal Innovation Mission, a part of the Niti Aayog by the Government of India. The Atal Innovation Mission is a flagship national innovation initiative aligned with the UN SDGs to drive entrepreneurship and innovation across the length and breadth of the country. As the mission director, Mr. Ramanan has been instrumental in the launch and execution of entrepreneurship initiatives resulting in close to 10,000 plus Atal Tinkering Labs being established in schools nationwide with over 4 million plus students having access to innovative tools and technologies like 3D printers, robotics, miniaturized electronics and DIY kits. Mr. Ramanan served as the Senior Vice President of Tata Consultancy Services prior to which he was the Managing Director and CEO and the member of the Board of Directors of CMC Limited, a subsidiary of TCS. He's also a Harvard Business School Advanced Management Program alumni and accredited by the Cambridge University in Sustainability Leadership. Among the several other awards and accolades, Mr. Ramanan has also been conferred with the honorary doctorate by the Gujarat Law Society in recognition for his impactful contribution in the areas of corporate leadership, entrepreneurship and innovation. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Yashika, for that very generous introduction. And it is a pleasure and a privilege for me to be able to join and share a little bit of my own reflections and experiences uh, with the audience. What is the entrepreneurial spirit according to you and why is it important? An entrepreneurial spirit uh, versus an becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, there are two different things. Uh, if you are imbibed with the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, one course is to become an entrepreneur. The other is to be entrepreneurial throughout your life in terms of whatever you are doing, whatever you get associated with, whatever career path you, you assume. And you're very right. When I joined TCS and, and back in 1981, you know, we never talked about innovation. Uh, we didn't have a startup culture in our country. Uh, we didn't know what it was to become an entrepreneur. Uh, and so on, most of the people from my generation, you know, they wanted to become engineers, doctors, uh, they wanted to become scientists. But underlying all of that was the fact that we had and we needed to have even then, as we need now, the entrepreneurial mindset and the entrepreneurial spirit. Now, what does that envisage from my point of view? I joined TCS, uh, you know, in 81, it was a fledgling organization. We had only about 400 people in our company. So it was an entrepreneurial organization by any definition, you know, when you consider what it is today. Right. Now, that could not have happened without the entrepreneurial spirit being imbibed in every one of us in, in the organization. So for me, you know, the, the word entrepreneur captures five or six uh, very important parameters. One, the ability to dare to dream and dream to dare. 
let me look at TCS or CMC or like, let us look at what is happening. Uh, as, as you said, today is national, this is National Startup Week and we are celebrating the growth of startups in India. Right. In all of this, you need to be able to dare to dream and dream to dare, which means you have to be open to be able to look at the opportunities and go and seize them with an element of risk, with an element of daring and with an element of dreaming. All of these are very important. And when I say dream to dare, don't set you know, your sights low. When we started off in TCS, our journey in TCS, we aspired right from the beginning to be a global organization. Now you may think, you know, why, why should I think such so big? But as the great Abdul Kalam said, dream big and you will achieve great things. Dream small and you will be limited by your own dreams. I remember I joined as a technical person hmm. in TCS. You know, I Bombay. Uh, in fact, it's, it's uh, ironic. There were only two companies which offered me a job at that time when I appeared for an interview. Uh, but the first company which offered me a job was TCS. The second company which offered me a job was CMC. And as luck would have it, you know, I joined TCS because their offer came first. And 20 years later, I joined CMC, but now in a different position as a managing director and CEO of the CMC. The second part of the entrepreneurial spirit is ri rising to your full potential. How do you rise to your full potential? You know, so rising to your full potential is continuously raising the bar upon what you are doing and what you can do. We limit ourselves because we don't have the confidence and thereby we don't reach our full potential. So rising to your full potential means constantly learning, evolving, experimenting, raising the bar. I mean, nobody don't compare yourself with anybody else. Compare yourself with yourself and say, hey, am I doing better than what I was doing yesterday? The third is in an entrepreneurial spirit and the word uh, is captured in expecting the unexpected. You know, an entrepreneur uh, has a dream, but he has to be ready to expect the unexpected. And how do you do that? You do that by anticipating it in advance and then preparing yourself for it should that situation arise. You should get your promotion, you should get your increment, uh, you, you should do all of that, but you are not ready to, supposing you don't get it, so how do you react to it? Do you react and get depressed? Or do you say, hey, let me look at and analyze it and, and improve? Whether it is your product, whether it is your service, whether it is your company, how do you continuously raise the bar? And you are the person who can set the bar. Nobody else should set the so bar. So the emotional quotient is what I sense from here. The EQ. Absolutely. Emotional quotient, the confidence and the inner uh, resilience that you need. You are talking about resilience. No, resilience is all saying, I am not going to allow the situation to overcome me. I'm going to overcome the odds, right? Right. The fourth thing is you have to have aspiration. You have to have aim. You have to have, uh, you know, the dream, but you should acquire the ability as well as the agility that is captured in an entrepreneurial spirit, unless you combine both ability and agility and you have the ability, but you don't have the agility because you are lazy or you're not ready to move fast or you're not ready to be facing the world which is more competitive if you you know you have a great idea and that idea never realizes its uh, merits yeah because you have not moved with uh, agility in that and to acquire that agility you need to empower yourself with knowledge with tools with technology and and then that agility has to be followed with an action plan an entrepreneur's world is full of action plans course corrections changing mid course when he sees that things are not working out the way he planned and then he has to go uh, you know go forward the next thing in in entrepreneurial spirit is you know 
making your commitments meet right uh, the thing is we make commitments and then we say oh you know we don't you have to do everything possible to meet that commitment right when you do that you bring out the best in you you have made a commitment to a customer you have made a commitment to your boss you have made a commitment to your friend you have made a commitment to your parents you have made a commitment to your family how do you meet that commitment right so you have to be able to ensure that you make commitments meet because in making commitments meet small commitments meet you actually make miracles happen you know i stand on the shoulder of giants so you know there are a lot of people you know who have enabled you to come to this stage and we'll talk about it again because today all the young students unlike me when i was growing up are presented with wonderful opportunity you know an opportunity to stand on the shoulders of giants who have created so many things the ecosystem the technologies the tools the products you know the environment the internet all of this is now available to uh, to young students who are out there listening and they have a tremendous opportunity in front of them to make not only their commitments meet but make miracles happen and finally uh, i think an entrepreneurial spirit uh, is one where you want to give back to society in some way through your contribution it could be a economic contribution or it could be a social contribution or it could be uh something that you are giving back with no nothing that you know you want you don't want name fame recognition it is a selfless giving back and why this is so important in the entrepreneurial spirit is unless you have that you will not find purpose your purpose will evaporate soon you will make the money you need you will become a billionaire so what right do you feel fulfilled do you feel satisfied you see most of the billionaires they are all giving away their money whether it is the warren buffet or bill gates because money and economic prosperity is not as fulfilling as the ability to contribute selflessly to society and when you are in a position to do that in whatever manner you know it's not that you have to go and do charity and all of that stuff you can do with kind you can be a mentor you can be a guide you can be a coach you can be a friend you can lift somebody up uh, from a position of despair and helplessness into you know giving them uh, a lot of confidence in themselves all of these are giving back to society so i think the entrepreneurial spirit from my point of view captures all of this beautiful and uh, what i sense is that we don't uh, necessarily mean that an entrepreneur only needs to have an entrepreneurial spirit a professional or a creator may also have the same spirit and move forward isn't it absolutely absolutely in fact that's what the atal innovation mission which i was so fortunate to be part of you know there have been three phases to my career one as a corporate for tcs startup group tremendous learning tremendous uh, fulfillment you know meeting customers all across the world uh, so many things that you learn you how, what makes a world class organization what makes what are world class organization about it's not that tcs was a world class organization to begin with hmm. it is we were working for world class organizations and when you work for world class organizations you understand what it means to be motorola at&t american express ibm you know all these companies we learned i learned so many from just being associated with projects there and so there is a whole lot of learning that you imbibe right but subsequent to that you know i got the chance to run cmc which was a government organization a government of india organization and a cmc was a diamond in the rough you know a government of india organization which was flailing because of uh, a lack of sense of direction uh restrictions in in the way it could operate so it was not able to realize and fulfill its potential and then we turned around cmc as a part of tata group and tcs to become one of the 
most vibrant growing fastest growing organizations in india and and you know a share price from uh, 185 at which we bought it went on to become 2450 after a bonus dividend 100% bonus dividend so that's the sort of economic uh, wealth that it brought but more importantly it showed that i mean you know in this acquisition not a single person was displaced from cmc not a single person no. we retained everybody and we got them to do their best you know built that uh, built and captured the entrepreneurial spirit that was already present in that company and brought it to its full potential and full capability important and then came Atal Innovation Mission, which was working for the government. So first corporate, then a semi-government company, and then fully for the government. And the government's uh, task was, I mean, or, or the initiative here was, how do you drive an ecosystem of innovation and entrepreneurship in the youth of our country? Right. No, we have 1.3 billion people. We have 65% of the people who are under 35 years old. More than 50% are under 25 years old. And we have 39,000 colleges. And we have 150 million students entering into the workplace over the next five to 10 years. Yes. Now, all of these are the youth who are some of who are there on this particular show listening to me. This is your moment. This is your century. The 21st century belongs to India because we enjoy what is called as a demographic dividend, which is the envy of many a country. We have that youthful energy coursing through our nation. And that energy is so very important. It is a transformation energy, transformation energy. And it can change not only your own life, but you can, it can change the lives of millions of other people. You don't want to be just job seekers saying, you know, can you give me a job? You know, when you get acquire the skill and all that, automatically India has become one of the biggest job seeker markets by virtue of its growth in as a knowledge economy we have a 200 billion dollar it ids industry which has grown because of our educational system absolutely but what will take us further is how do i carry the 1.3 billion people along for that we need a nation of not just job seekers but also job creators and innovators and that is the opportunity for the youngsters who are out there to be able to seize it because of three things right three things are there one, you are living in one of the fastest growing economies of the world, India, which is growing at 6 to 8% over the last several years. But now it will grow at 8 to 12% because of the demand which is there and because of the demographic dividend. You need a fast rising economy to support startup entrepreneurs uh, and all of that. If you don't have that economy, you know, uh, there are many economies in the world who are not in a position to breed startups or breed innovation because you don't have you know, the ability to support them. Second is, we have that youthful energy that I talked about, which can be harnessed. And the third is, uh, technology is changing the shape of the world, and it is becoming available, affordable, accessible, and advanced. All four elements are there in technology. So how, when you bring this, this is a great, all these three ingredients, a fast growing economy, a demographic dividend, and accessible, available, advanced technology, can be brought to reinvent yourself, your entrepreneur, capture your entrepreneurial spirit and make you some of the best startups and job creators in the world. That's the opportunity. Lovely. And talking of startups, uh, talking of the startup culture, how do you see that happening, especially across, you know, uh, of course, tier one and tier two are the easy sort of captures. How do you see it happening across tier two, tier three? Because there are many startup opportunities there as well. And there are many or young people with entrepreneurial spirit there. Uh, so how do you see that is uh, number one? And tell us about what is it in terms of preparedness that is required across young people in these areas? 
to ensure that they are able to sustain themselves in a startup culture a very very good question yashika and uh, i am glad that you asked this question because uh, this is so very important for for india and not only for india for all emerging economies across the world we are a country while we have the demographic dividend we are also the country with the maximum number of challenges and an entrepreneurial environment or an innovative environment can only flourish when you have challenges because you have these challenges to solve and when you solve them you make a great impact that impact creates economic progress as well as societal progress okay we are a country with 650000 villages we have over 8000 small towns and cities in our country and we have only eight tier one cities right and everybody is trying to flock to these eight tier one cities for their livelihood for their future now that is clearly an unsustainable proposition right crisis that has gripped the country and the rest of the world that there was this huge migrational issue people were you know wanted to go back to their cities and to their villages you know when you when people are falling sick uh, the the best comfort is just being with the family but when you go back there you need livelihood and you need to be able to sustain yourself that is the opportunity that india is providing to all its youngsters we want them to become 8000 hubs of innovation and job creation create this national ecosystem of innovation that is going to support an entrepreneur anywhere now we have thousands of abdul kalams potential abdul kalam thousands of ramanujam from kumbakonam and so on all of these people are there in our tier 2 tier 3 cities we have a doni who has come up from in cricket and sports be it sport be it music so the idea is have an ecosystem of supporting capability through incubators through startups across the country so that's why the atal innovation mission has launched thousands of tinkering labs schools so that young students from schools in grade 6 to grade 12 acquire that problem solving innovative thinking and mindset okay how do they acquire that you give them with tools do it yourself kits which are now available and tell them to go and see the problems they see in and around the country and then come back converge in small groups apply these technologies apply these tools apply the new methodologies like design thinking critical thinking and so on which we are teaching in the school at grade 6 to grade 12 and we are converting them into innovators into problem solvers the goal of education is no longer get a certificate and show it for getting a job that's not the goal the goal is become a problem solver and when you become a problem solver you learn to learn continuously you learn to unlearn things which should which should be discarded you continue to relearn something that you should sharpen the saw as in the seven habits he says you know sharpen the saw and the results have been fantastic to see we have students from chatisgarh uh, from bilaspur who are doing robotic based base management precision agriculture problems related to um, horticulture and so on or uh, we, uh, for the differently able people how do you use sensor technologies to be able to navigate through different uh, environments so what sort of mental um, if i may break this down i see this there is a psychological preparedness or a mental preparedness and a physical preparedness or rather resource full uh, preparedness that one requires to be able to build and scale a startup so if you could break that down into psychological 1 2 3 and resourceful 1 2 3 so psychological is one imbue yourself with curiosity first curiosity is very important the sense curiosity should be followed with 
acquisition of knowledge right and acquisition of knowledge in today's world has become easy technology and so on like augmented reality virtual reality so you have to acquire the knowledge uh, which is relevant for today's times right so but in order to speed up the acquisition of the knowledge you need access to resources like tools and technology and so on right playing around with technology uh, so that you get familiar with it it doesn't remain an idea but now you're able to see how to implement that idea into uh, a real product or a service and so on so that becomes the resource that you require the third part of the psychological thing is the removal of risk or fear to try and trod a unknown path right you know we are we are very comfortable and not forget about us being comfortable our teachers are comfortable and our parents are comfortable with trodding the same path right right but if you take the same path you will reach the same destination unless you trod a new newer path you will not reach a newer destination and then comes the stimulation into creativity and innovation Lovely. so you have to equip them with the additional skills of the 21st century skills critical thinking communication friendship with each other Lovely. realizing that i am not going to be solve the problem myself you know i need a team teamwork right and then the ability to present your idea uh, how do you present it because if you don't have reading writing skills presentation skills your idea remains your idea nobody else understands it or nobody else understands the import of it so these are various skills that need to be acquired and the resources are your teachers your technologies and your global connectivity today global connectivity you know every classroom should become a global classroom why and how by connecting yourself to the rest of the world if you for example are able to see the teachers job today is very simple if they are accessing a course they want to teach a particular course they have the access to the internet for some of the best teachers who are teaching that course they can learn from them they can even introduce that in the class and back it up with their teaching right this is what today's world is enabling and um, you know i just want to tell all the youngsters look at the world today you have a satya nadella heading microsoft a sundar pichai heading google and arvind krishna heading ibm parag heading twitter okay you have several indians who are running banks financial institutions and so on and so forth how did they achieve that they, these are some of the topmost companies in the world how did they achieve that because you they availed of an ecosystem which allowed them to rise to their potential so also my young students who are out there be tremendously confident and avail of the technologies that are available today the infrastructure that is available today and the initiatives that are available today by the government and by the private sector to be able to become the entrepreneurs and the dreamers and the transformer agents of the future adding to that one part of your life has also been being resilient and i i see that as a quality that is going to be required by so many entrepreneurs professionals especially as we move through these challenging times tell us what it takes for somebody to be a part of an organization for almost 15 years it's that's a really long time <laughs> <laughs> well uh, it was the only organization i worked the tata group right and through tata's i uh, cmc was acquired by the tata group so i was actually seconded from tcs to cmc to run cmc and then uh, when the government of india wanted to have a mission director i was seconded by the tata group to the government so in a manner of very... speaking i have worked with one organization right. right now you know where does resilience come from resilience comes where every day you're looking forward to going to work right and doing something right 
So that happens from my point of view that that requires a, a few things uh, now in retrospect when I, you know, connecting the dots, as they say, one is always being open to the opportunity that is presenting to yourself at any point in time. Right. You see, very often we want life to go in a particular direction, right? Because we think this is what I'm meant for. This is what I'm good at. This is what I love to do, etc. like that, right? And then you start putting the blinkers and when some other opportunity comes or you are put into some other role or you're put into some other task, you are, you know, psychologically resisting it because you feel this is not my cup of tea. This is not going to enable me to grow and learn. I fortunately, uh, I think due to the values uh, from, you know, given by my parents, uh, my mother and father both used to work when I was young. We were a small middle-class family. We grew up in a small household in, in car first and then in Burley. But one thing I learned from them, and that is they were always open to new things. So my father actually did a whole lot of small, small businesses to keep the family running. We used to sell agarbattis, we used to sell, we used to make, you know, the sambar powder and, uh, and get yeah, from uh, uh, our village. And then he will uh, market it to all the shops here. I have been with him, you know, on the road, seeing all that he's doing. And the positivity with which he approached, you know, he was the smartest dress Agarbati salesman in town. Lovely. You know, he and, and I used to walk with him and I could not sell anything at that time, but he would just go and interact with the customers. They were all like, they used to love talking to him, right? So I realized his sales pitch was not selling the product. It was selling the friendship, you know, the friendship that they, the bond that was created, that was what was making them buy it. People don't buy, you know, just because it is commercially valuable or they're making maximum bank. If they like the person with whom you're interacting, you'll buy anything from them, right? So, and that was a friendship, which is two-way. Sometimes my father used to just give away free to, to all those guys, you know, just they say, you know, some festival is there or some uh, occasion is there. He'll say, no, no, take this uh, 10 packets free for uh, from my side. So uh, the point that I'm making is that you have to be open to opportunities that present themselves and make the most out of them. Give your best. The only thing that you can do in life is to give the best that you have. Be the best that you can be. You will find that that job which you are doing becomes so meaningful and so relevant to your own life. You acquire new skills. You look at the problem afresh. Don't look at it. You know, today's, I mean, today's generation I see, and I, I see a lot of younger generation, they are so quick to get bored with something. They, they say, oh, no, this is boring. Or, you know, my, my boss spoke to me like this, so I don't want to go back to work for him, right? Yeah, sometimes when, when it goes too bad, I think you should not put up with it because you have alternatives, which we didn't have many times. So we used to put up with a lot of uh, stuff also. But at the same time, uh, I think you should make an earnest effort. Everyone should make an earnest effort to be open and be the best that you can be under the circumstances that present themselves to you, which may not be the circumstance that you wanted originally. Hmm. And then when you do that, that's what I found. That is what causes the resilience, right? You, you mentioned challenges. Is there one challenging moment that you remember in the last three decades that you've been able to overcome and that you're proud of? Uh, there are so many, so many challenges uh, in life. Uh, but... There's one particular challenge, uh, and I will share. It's a very personal, uh, it's a very personal thing. Um, I had a sister, and when I was 26 uh, uh, and she was 22, uh, I suddenly got a call 
that she's been afflicted with uh, acute myeloid leukemia. And then I came back immediately the next day. And I was with her only for about 14 days. Hmm. And then she passed away. But before she, I mean, she was tremendously attached to me. We were all, you know, we're a small family, just um, me, my sister and my uh, father and mother. Hmm. But before she passed away, she wrote a small note. Hmm. And she anticipated that she was going to pass away. She didn't weep a single tear. She used to she used to cry when she watched a movie with you know any sad scene. But for her own passing away, she never she never even shed a tear. Hmm. But she wrote on a piece of paper four or five things. But the one thing she wrote for me is, "Work is worship." Raman Ramanan should know, "Work is worship." He should not neglect his work because of this calamity. And that for me was a game changer. That was something that I took. Um, it was the biggest challenge for me in my life uh, to lose somebody who's so dear to us. And my parents were devastated. But somehow she anticipated that I may take this a little more, more seriously and neglect my work and so on. So actually, I plunged into work following her advice. Um, and, and I think it has been a great uh, restorative for me uh, to be able to deal with whatever happened as well as uh, for my family too. That is so beautiful. So, you know, you spoke about achievement. Tell us what achievement means to you. Well, uh, I think uh, really I don't feel I have achieved much. There's so many great achievers in life and you always take inspiration from them, right? Uh, uh, for me, achievement should be a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in what you are doing and a feeling that you have been able to make a difference in some small way to a life beyond you, right? Your achievement is not that I was able to make so much money, acquire so much wealth, uh, acquire this position in society. All of those, from my point of view, uh, are are good to have. Uh, no, no problem. I mean, if somebody is aspiring, but that is not going to give you the sense of achievement as having or getting the feeling that you have lived a fulfilling life. And a fulfilling life, from my point of view, is giving out your best. Uh, acquiring friendships and bonds, living a holistically experienced life. And I want to share this very important piece. Yeah. You know, everybody, uh, and I, I keep telling to all the youngsters whom I meet today, though I may not have practiced it earlier, I'm trying to practice it now. One, education is very important. So you should give importance to education. Hmm. Okay. But second is an empathy, feeling of empathy for the world. And that empathy comes when you look at the world beyond yourself, not just what I want and what I am getting deprived of, but look at what others want and what they are getting deprived of. And very often you'll find that you are far better off than the rest of the world. And then you want to say, how can I alleviate that person's problem or create a solution for that person's affliction, right? So empathy is very important. The third is exercise in any form, you no know, physical, because unless your health is well, as they say, so you need, whether it is a sport, whether it is um, uh, yoga, whether it is a game that you are interested in or whatever, you know, you should have some exercise for the body uh, because an exercise for the body is also causing the next thing of raising the spirit. So something for the soul, like music or singing. So I advocate to everybody now, New Year's resolution, say what is the new sport you're going to do during the year? Hmm. 
what is a new qualification that you are going to acquire or skill that you are going to acquire even if you are a postgraduate doctorate or whatever what is the new uh, you know learning because there is world is changing so rapidly right pick up some subject which you have not which you which was remotest in your thinking but acquire that skill third is find out one cause through empathy that you are going to get associated with right and it could be small you want to become a mentor you want to become a teacher you want to go to a, do a community uh, classroom some help so that the third fourth is take up a music for one year you learn that music okay whether it is singing whether it is harmonica whether it is guitar whatever pick up one you don't need to become an expert but for one year if you practice you will become an expert sure. who does it you know half an hour uh, you know three three sessions per week uh, for 52 weeks and you will become an expert or at least the world will recognize you an expert even if you feel you are not an expert right and uh fourth and I, i i know i really believe that you should cultivate new friends you know acquire some two or three new friends every year uh, don't limit yourself to whom you already have because you know you learn so many things you you it's such a great thing to cultivate friendships i've been very fortunate to cultivate friendships across uh, the world i just want to make some new friendships and so on so i think these are uh, some very important things this is a very interesting way to summarize uh, what we think of as achievement so it's a very interesting way to have summarized this uh, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and having a conversation thank you so much for being so honest with uh, sharing your personal professional uh, experiences thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you yashika and thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share a few thoughts today thanks for tuning in Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, Jio Seven, Gana, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers dot com or find us. on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on epilog media